One, two, ah, yes, we're live. Good morning, coffee drinkers. This is Radio Coffee Drinker. What's happening, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, bass players, non-bass players? Okay, today's podcast, not heavy on the music, pretty light on music, but heavy on information. I figure, seeing as I have to do all this stuff this morning, the only way I'm getting a podcast out, because I'm getting on a plane in a few hours is to talk to you while I do all this stuff. Um, and by all this stuff, I mean touring logistics, general travel logistics, and what on earth it is I do to keep it all moving. First thing I'm doing is uh, mixing, the, mixing the granola situation up. That's how I start my morning, right in front of the computer. Granola, hydration situation happening. Um, I tell you what, if you haven't, mm, if you haven't already checked out the episode with Jeff Rothschild, my good buddy, incredible mix engineer, drummer, he actually mixed American Elm for me and had a huge, <laughs> long before he got to that pinnacle of his career, he had a, he had a pretty huge, um, pretty huge career as a, as a, as a mixing engineer, as a drummer, as a producer. And just so I don't miss any of the key people he worked with, I'm actually putting up his All Music Guide page, uh, allmusic.com page here. It is, oh my God, it reads like a who's who. Sheryl Crow, Lisa Loeb, Alanis Morissette, Liz Fair, Anastasia, Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, Melissa Etheridge, uh, Vertical Horizon, Everclear, Celine Dion, Hilary Duff, Michelle Branch. I mean, I wore out the hotel paper record by Michelle Branch, by the way. Um, I thought the playing on that was amazing. I think that's Abe Jr. playing on there and maybe Sean Pelton, something like that, I want to say. My memory serves me right. But anyway, Jeff had an amazing career. Damn, he worked as an engineer with Motorhead. Is there anyone he didn't work with? It's worth just geeking out over Jeff Rothschild's allmusic.com page, I gotta say. He did a lot of stuff with Bon Jovi. Uh, Jesus, Natasha Bedding. It's crazy. It's really Miley Cyrus. It's crazy. Anyway, the point of me bringing up Jeff was that he was on the podcast. Uh, I did an interview with him a couple of years ago. And he has since transitioned from the music business and is a <clears throat> is a leading I was going to say just sports but a leading sports nutritionist working with people olympic athletes and boxers and you know high level people all over the world but of course he understands the music situation and how what, what kind of a sedentary uh lifestyle we lead and touring and jet lag and all of these things all, a few of the things I'm going to talk to you about today because I'm dealing with them right now and this is my process for getting through them um so, damn, I'm looking at this. He mixed a Lana Del Rey record a few years ago as well. He's not 100% out of, uh, of of retirement. Anyway, um, yeah, he's on. The, he was on the podcast. Go go back and check out that, that episode with Jeff Rothschild. Great interview. He has a lot of insight on how we can do better as musicians, as people who are typically uh, static and stationary and spend a lot of time on planes or in dark places like recording studios like he did for his entire musical career. I've literally been holding a spoon 
four of granola for the last 30 seconds. Well, I gotta eat this, it's, it's crazy. This is this is how much I have to cram in today. Um, I should really have background music for what I'm chewing. <laughs> Let me pour something up. There's gotta be something here that, maybe something on Bandcamp. See, the thing is, because I'm publishing this on, um, on, jeez, uh, the cat sounds like she's burrowing into another dimension back there, but she's just giving the litter box help. Um, since I started publishing, as of yesterday, started publishing the, the podcast on YouTube as well, because I played people's music in there, there was like an immediate <laughs> strike against my account. It just means I couldn't monetize the videos, which is totally fine by me. Not doing it for the money. Um, okay. And so let me see if I can find something to play. Something that I own. Um, let's see. I wonder which version this is. Oh, and I probably don't have... See, this I just looks like, okay, I am hitting record regardless of what's happening. So, I don't think I had the little. There we go. I was not operating with the computer running into logic. So, at least we have some background music going on here while I chew for a second. Because um, i got to get this food down me. And I own the music, so hopefully YouTube won't shut me down for it. And it's also nice to hear Jojo. Gonna hear him tomorrow night in London. Gonna be a lot of fun. It also reminds me that I should, you know, put the band back together. to play with uh, to play with those guys this was like back in 2011 with Tim Miller and uh, Tim Miller and with Odin on trumpet and Jojo on drums so fun because Tim has the lines from Doom so does Odin, actually. It's great. That was a really nice combination. I've been thinking about that. Like, I really try not to, like, do the same thing twice, you know, and not try and go back and repeat something just because it worked once. I think that's um, that's maybe something that's easy to do. Like, wow, we had some amazing shows, so let's try and recreate that. Like, we listened to the bootlegs over and over and got into the vibe post-mortem. And let's try and get back to that. And that can be fatal sometimes. So, tough call. Maybe I'll do a couple of little feeler gigs to see if we could have a vibe again that wasn't trying to get back to what this was.
but it was very exploratory. You can hear, kind of feeling each other out. straight to a bunch of eighth notes. Can really keep it cooking with that ambient stuff. mouthfuls of granola to go so maybe we'll catch a little Tim Miller
Mission Granola complete. And this is by no means an ad. I'm not actually telling you to go out and buy this, but all I'm doing is streaming that from my Bandcamp page, which if you want to check out the rest of that track and any of those bootlegs, there are a couple of really cool bootlegs up there uh, from that tour in 2011. Uh, you are more than welcome. Go over there. It's yannickwizdala.bandcamp.com. Oh, yeah. So food portion of the morning is over. Hydration situation starts right now as I as I start working always take a bunch of supplements first thing in the morning and then kind of some of them I continue to take throughout the day um, one thing uh, about Jeff Rothschild that I mentioned earlier on um, I kind of just stopped talking about Jeff for a second but there was a, a tie and not only was he on the podcast should you go um, and you, I think you should go check out that interview because he has some amazing information but he also uh, helped develop this drink called AI Reload, uh, which I take every morning, and it's it's incredible. I, I won't bore you with the details of it right now, but you can go to AIReload.com. I will tell you that it's, from a mental health perspective, it's been pretty amazing. It's really, really enhanced my mood, my focus, and um, just kind of overall happiness every day. So I know this sounds like a cheesy plug for a product. It's not, I'm not getting paid by these people. It's not a paid advertisement. It's just part of what I do in the morning. I just happen to know the dude who helped develop it. So that's that's how I know about it. That's why I take it. I trust Jeff's um, scientific knowledge on the subject. Um, and there is a lot of science behind it. And it's, you know, no sugar. It does have caffeine in it. Um, maybe this is my my version of coffee and my version of being a coffee drinker but good morning ai reload drinkers doesn't quite have the same ring to it nonetheless that is the first thing i drink in the morning right after uh here it is right after granola boom that's it a little four ounce shot i always take them on the road now um going through that situation now is like yesterday yeah, I had the anxiety. It's the day before. I hate leaving. I really do. Normally, it, it, it's enhanced by the fact that Chelsea is here, and I hate leaving her. I'm going on the road. Um, now, Chelsea is gone, so I'm really happy to see her when I get to Denmark in a few days. But I still have that anxiety of leaving, and oh, it'll all be gone by the time I get to the lounge, pretty much. Um, but right now, the, the day before is actually worse because the day of, like right now, I'm actually, there's it, it, actually a lot to do. Like I have less than two hours and I have to drop Cole off because um, he has to go go hang out while I'm gone. Somebody to take care of him. And uh, so it's like I, I did most of my packing last night. I really try and do that these days. Highly recommend that if you're going on the road. It's such a nice feeling to come to wake up in the morning and look down at a full bag. At least like 90% of the stuff that needs to be in that bag. And let's see. It's this is kind of piecemeal, uh, but I wanna um, I wanna give you details and dimensions and and just hopefully useful information. If you're wondering what it is I take on the road and how I do it as well. So. Um, I want to give you the details of um, the bag I'm using right now, for instance. Just stuff that you might think, oh, that's, do I really need to know that? It can be really useful, considering I'm like looking at, hang on, what is, what, hearing, a, hearing a, lot, a lot of noise. What is that? Ah, one, two. Why am I here? 
hearing noise. That is not cool. What is that? Oh, I hate it when there's like gremlin in the system. All right, for the first time since restarting the podcast, I'm actually going to stop, find out what that horrible noise is, and be right back. All right, apparently it was just a monitoring thing. So I will hear the noise. Hopefully you won't. And we can resume um, resume service. So yeah, I really like, I have really liked to use North Face bags, um, the rolling duffels. So I'm not like committing to that hard shell suitcase, but I still get, still get the wheels, still get the handle. It's not the thing that you can kind of just roll along the ground uh, vertically in its upright position. Chelsea has one of those and she really digs it. Um, Oh, wow. Today it's Charlotte's turn to be making noise and not cold barking. It's not one, it's the other. So I use one of the, um, of course I can't find the exact one on on Amazon right now, but I use one of the rolling North Face duffels. If I'm going on a trip like this where I don't have to take a ton of gear, and then I just got a um, an Osprey. This thing is gargantuan. It's the Shuttle 36-inch, 130-liter wheeled luggage Osprey Shuttle. It is huge. Um, it is. Well, I took that on. I took that on Bobby's tour earlier this year, and it was great. I was gone for so long. I needed so much stuff. It was it was really happening, but once you crank it up and, and load it up, it'll it'll get up this in in the seventy pound range, even with just clothes and a, and a few pedals. So, um, got to watch out for that. Okay, second part of the hydration thing. Oh yeah, what you just heard is me having the first drip drop of the day. Again, not a paid commercial. I just take this stuff. Wish it was a paid commercial because stuff is not exactly cheap but um yeah drip drop all about uh, electrolytes and um minerals and stuff like that mixed in a liter of water here very simple love to get that in the system first thing in the morning right after the reload and then i use it to take the i take in creatine beta alanine a multivitamin and some green tea extract that's my morning routine anyway yeah so the osprey Osprey shuttle, 130 liter wheeled luggage. That is what I'm using when I'm going on a going on a bit of a trek. Anything more than a week, and I'll take that one. Um, even better if I'm on a tour bus, or you know, I don't have to hump it around the whole time because it can get it can get pretty big. Um, the other thing is like I'm taking two flight cases. I'm taking an empty flight case and a flight case with my five string single cut in it. Because I shall be picking up a four-string from Anders, I believe, uh, in Sweden. So I'm actually checking three pieces of luggage. Uh, one going out empty, one coming back full of those three. And a lot of people ask me, like, hey, what do you use? First of all, I use the SKB Base Safe. Uh, and it's like the the, cl- the the clamshell kind of thing. You put the gig bag inside and then and then buckle it up. There are certain aspects of it that are cheap. I would say the buckle is kind of cheap. I've seen photographs of them with with more of a latch on it. I wish it still had that. I think that's from an older iteration of it. Um, and if something is going to go, the plastic clasp on the buckle will be that thing to go. And that, that has gone on me. I'm on my 
Well, I'm on my second one. Um, Chelsea, I got Chelsea one, so she has one on the road right now. And then I just got a brand new one, which is sitting right here. I just unboxed it last night. Um, so I have a broken one, which I'll just use cable ties around the handle because it's just a quick out and back, and I really didn't want to buy two new ones this week. And uh, I'll use the good one for the for the five string. Um, and that's what I use. Gary Willis hit me to that years ago uh, when he told me about it and showed, showed me it. it was like 2011 or something. I, I thought he was nuts, and I would never, ever check the bass. And now it's the greatest move I ever made in terms of my touring setup and the fact that I don't have to carry a base around the airport or argue with flight attendants or check-in agents or gate agents about taking it on the plane um even though you know we're gonna i'm gonna talk about airline stuff in a second but i had all the status and everything and it was still a struggle so um so much happier this way and so far so good no i've been doing it for like five or six years now and no no incidents and um you know totally cool um, but the airline thing, really important. That's that's a huge element. I don't I haven't talked much about that. There are plenty of people out there, you know, uh, Sam Shu and um, Dan, the travel guy, or Casey Neistat's done a bunch of stuff about getting status. Very well presented. In fact, Casey Neistat's one about always getting an upgrade. He does great, like, visual, uh, great, great visual presentations in terms of, uh, stop motion video and all this kind of stuff is it's quite quite amusing quite entertaining and very uh, informative as well with lots of lots of numbers and details but basically it's not that much of a mystery it's just not a lot of people are willing to to do it actually to actually stick with one airline and that that at the end of the day is the key um, it's sticking with one airline I stick with United you can love them you can hate them uh, basically any airline I think that you that you use if you don't have status with them they suck you're in the back of the plane you're in the back of the line everything is slow nothing is priority and everything is uncomfortable because airports are just kind of crappy places to be and without any kind of lounge access or rapid processing uh, in terms of your check-in and your security it's a drag you know and you really are going there two or more hours before the flight and dealing with everything you you imagine you have to deal with so i don't deal with any of that pretty much because i stick with the same airline i fly united and um i'm just getting all my supplements going here while i'm talking um and have done for years i've flown you know well over a million miles close to two million miles with with united and there are benefits to that um such as hang on a second <laughs> This is what happens when you don't pay attention. I don't want to take the double of one of these things. There are so many things that, that you benefit from from doing all your miles with the same airline. And uh, the basic status of actually doing a lot of miles with them every year gives you, well, the bags, for instance. I mean, I've been with the airlines so long, you used to get free bags when I first started flying with them. So the whole, you know, paying for a checked bag or paying for more than one check bag has, has never been on my radar with United Airlines. I've obviously had to fly other airlines some other times, but it's never been on my radar with, with United, um, simply because I make that status every year. And if you travel as a musician, there are various levels. I think there's a 25, 50, 75, and 100,000 mile level of 
of uh, status increments there with United. It's probably similar with other airlines, I don't know, but the game is pretty much the same across the board, uh, no matter who you're flying with. I generally am, well, not generally, I have been exclusively in the 100,000 mile a year plus category for 12 or 13 years straight. Um, I hit 100,000 miles this year in September, I believe it was. So still with three months to go, and I'm already, I'm going to Europe today, so there's another 10,000 miles round trip. It's, it's crazy. I normally do between 100 and 150,000 miles a year. So I get that top status. The top status is the only one that gets you global upgrades. Those are the biggest key to me. Those are six upgrades. If you, make, if you do 100,000 miles in a year, um, those are six upgrades that l allow you to buy a coach ticket and fly business anywhere in the world. It's all subject to availability, of course, and you have to know when to go and, and you know, book your flight in advance and, you know, understand. There are some really technical things you can do where you can actually look up and see how many available upgrade seats there are going to be, but you, you kind of have to, you know, choose your battles, pick and choose your battles. And if, if, you're, if you're trying to get upgraded on like a, a Sunday night flight to London, um, good luck because everyone's trying to go back for, uh, for work, you know. So there are certain days of the week, certain times of year, which is very tough to get upgrades on. But you can use those upgrades uh, at the right times and save yourself an absolute fortune. I just won't fly coach anymore. I, I, just, I just can't do it. On long distances, I will gladly take a hit on the money to the gig if I really want to do the gig that much. Uh, otherwise, I just say, no, I, if, if you want me to do the gig, I'm, I'm flying business. Um, or, or I'm quite happy to stay home. Like I've come to that realization where I'm just, I'm good. I don't need to go through the beatdown of sitting with my knees under my chin for 15 hours on a flight going to Melbourne or somewhere or, or wherever it is. So where I go, Singapore, I went to Singapore a couple of weeks ago. It's 17 and a half hours one way. It's, it's so brutal. It's bad enough actually in business where you get a bed and three nice meals and you know, all of that, all of those creature comforts, just 17 and a half hours on a plane nonstop is, is it, it wears on the brain a little bit. So I definitely have made that choice where I do end up turning down a significant amount of gigs um, because the situation is not right, because the logistics surrounding uh, the work are not right. And then the gigs I really want to do or my own gigs or whatever, or, or people I really want to work with. If there's someone I want to work with and they just cannot fly me business, I get to use some of those global upgrades, for instance. Or I get to kind of work the system and, and use miles to upgrade. Here's the other thing. I never use miles to buy flights. I only use miles for upgrades. So, uh, you know, unless it's a short hopper flight in Europe and I want to stay in the network. See, that's 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 just the only time I'll do it. If I'm flying, which I am, actually, the day after tomorrow, I'm flying from London to Sweden. And if I want to stay in the Star Alliance network and have all my baggage allowance, which, by the way, is three bags at 70 pounds for free. I'm going to say that again. It's three bags for 70 at 70 pounds at no additional charge if I'm flying United and if I'm flying on most Star Alliance uh, flights as well. So I always want to stay in the network. So if I can get a flight, which I think I did for 8,000 miles, and then you pay the tax, so it's like 20 bucks or something, considering I'm getting hundreds of thousands of miles 
in, into my account every year because of the because of the sheer volume I do. Eight thousand miles is quite an insignificant number to get a free flight, but essentially from London to Stockholm, and I stay in network and pay no additional baggage charges. <coughs> I fly out of the same terminal I land in from United. I go over to SAS and fly out of the same terminal. It's a it's a great situation. So that's the only time I'll buy flights, but I'm not trying to fly from LA to New York on a free flight. That's 25,000 miles round trip. And to me, that's a waste of money because for 20,000 miles, you can upgrade from, you know, LA to Tokyo. So I'd much prefer to use the miles for, for upgrading. So that's, that's, that's one thing I'm doing in terms of the status and how to use, use all of those benefits. You do get some regional upgrades when you hit that status as well. So Alaska, Canada, Mexico, Caribbean, Hawaii, um, those are all those are all included in regional upgrades, which can be useful. Um, and then, of course, if I'm traveling with Chelsea, I can use those global upgrades if we're going far or actually taking a vacation or, or something like that. But it's the thing of sticking with the airline, you know. And also, I'm I can't remember the last time I did a gig that I let the artist or the booking agent or the promoter or the management book my flights. I am always in control of booking the flight i ask them you know what their budget is number one i ask them if they're cool with me doing that if they're not i just won't do the gig um because i just don't trust someone else to get it right because they are they they just are more than likely not as clued into it as i am just because i do it every single week and have done for you know 20 years so as long as they're cool with that i ask them what their budget is what they were planning on spending on my flights, you know, hopefully they've agreed to fly me business. But if it's one of those situations, like I said, where I really want to do the gig and I, I love the artist or whatever, or they're, they're, they're a friend or something like that, and I'm trying to work it out in terms of making sure I fly business, I will do the flights. I'll see what their budget is and then see how I can work the system to, to make sure I fly business if it's, if it's a long distance, Europe, South America, Asia, something like that. And that's it. And that's, Obviously, I'm not going through that today because the flight's already booked. But the other side of it is all the hotel situation. Um, I know that I could do way better. I could apply that same logic to like be in the Marriott Rewards program or the Starwood. And I think I am in all of those things. But the hotel thing is not as consistent for me as the flying. I think I've... I think I'm like, okay, I can take care of the flying. That's in, that's enough of a logistical nightmare. But to also try and stay in the same uh, network of hotels everywhere I go is kind of crazy. Hotels are unbelievably insane in their in their in their pricing, and especially when I'm always kind of for the most part staying in major cities and want to be want to be close and not you know not be on the outskirts or out in the reeds, you know. So I use Hotels.com. That is what I'm doing right this second as I speak. Because they have their own little rewards program. You stay 10 nights, you get one night free. Um, and when <laughs> when it's one night free, it's not like you stay 10 nights at a Best Western and then suddenly you got one night free at the plaza. No. You stay 10 nights and you get one night free up to the value of your average stay in those in those 10 nights. So... You know, if you're doing an average of 200 bucks a night, um, you are going to get a free night or just $200 off your next booking, which is, it's it's worked great for me. It, it, it always amazes me um, how quickly it comes up, like how quickly I will spend 10 nights in a hotel. 
And obviously that doesn't work when somebody else is booking it because they're not always booking through Hotels.com. And if somebody else books it, they get the credit for it. So, But yeah, I always try and look in at the map. I also use Hotels Tonight, the app. That can be kind of cool, especially if I'm going to New York and it's last minute. I will actually do it on the plane. Literally go to New York with no hotel booked and do it on the plane because uh, you can get some great deals last minute some really great deals oh boy and as you can hear the gardeners have showed up it's all happening today charlotte borrowing towards the center of the earth cold barking and the gardeners with the streamer but we're pressing on um what else did i want to talk to you guys about this guys, there's so much stuff going on today like the, the stupid stuff making sure camera batteries are charged and I've got spare nine volts and I remember my tool kit and um, I'm just looking around here I'm taking the zoom uh, let me see what which zoom is this it is the zoom it just says zoom on it really are you kidding me no zoom h6 I'm taking the h6 I'm gonna take a lavalier mic I'm gonna try and continue podcasting from the road that is gonna be that's going to be kind of interesting to see if it works. I'd love to keep keep posting. Now I'm looking at hotels in Stockholm. Already have the hotel because it's really just kind of a layover in London tomorrow night. That I happen to be there for that like few hours where Jojo's playing. I'm not actually stopping. It's not like a day off or something. It's just a, a quick layover. And um, maybe I would have gone straight to Sweden if Jojo hadn't been playing. But I, I thought I was... I, I didn't want to pass up seeing the band. I hadn't seen him in so long, and I only have a few hours, so it's simple. Ditch all my stuff at the airport, run into Hoxton, see the show, hang out with the guys, and get back to the airport and roll on to Stockholm. Well, that's pretty loud. I wonder if it's because i got headphones on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've got my in-ears in, and it sounds so much. I was like, are my windows really that thin? No. This microphone is really that sensitive. Uh, okay. I think I might have found a cool hotel. Hotels are crazy. It's like $200 a night. That's $1,400 a week. And that whole check-in at like... It just gets later and later to check-in. Like some of these hotels like check-in at 4 p.m. And the check-out is at 11 a.m. Like what are you doing for that five hours? Like you need to hire more staff because it cannot take five hours to turn over the hotel. That that just seems ridiculous to me. That, that really bothers me. Like you're paying all that money. And then you get all these de de uh, deals like Hotels.com. You'll get like a non-refundable. Uh, they have a rewards program, by the way, as well, which is tiered. So you can have be a silver member, gold member. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just a silver member right now. Oh, no, actually, I'm a gold member. So you get these. They'll like throw in the breakfast. For the most part, it'll always be free Wi-Fi. But you also get these non-refundable rates. So I'm looking at a hotel like right downtown Stockholm. The refundable rate is like 155, but the non-refundable rate, if I pay for it now, is 127. Free Wi-Fi and breakfast. And I can collect and redeem the Hotels.com rewards. So it's actually not a bad deal, 127 a night. 
So this is my process. I'm just gonna, I just go through, I try to look at it all on, a, on the map view. And I know exactly where I wanna be. I'm taking the train in and out of Stockholm to go see Anders Mathison. And uh, I wanna be close to the station, which is actually, Stockholm's kinda one of the few places where being close to the main station is not like being deep in the hood. It's not frightening around there <laughs> like some places. Like there's some places in like Frankfurt with the hop and off and stuff. It's can be a little little sketchy in places. But actually down there, not so bad. And kind of close to everything. Fashing, the jazz club is right around the corner. Wow. Hotels for under a hundred bucks a night. That is cool. Very simple. I've also I also kind of weigh up like what 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 kind of comfort zone do, do I need to be in? You know, is it literally, am I just there to sleep? Uh, in which case, okay, I need a bed and I need a shower. Or am I there, do I have to spend some time? Do I have to work there? Do I have time to work out? Is there a gym? Is there a pool? You know, is there room service? All of those kind of things I'm looking at that factor in. And absolutely, it is worth spending 20, 30 extra dollars if the hotel has those facilities. Um, if you're going to actually have to spend some time there and you're not just literally spending a quick night in and out. So all of those things go into, go into consideration. Um, what are the gardeners doing outside? I mean, gardener, we, uh, our, garden, our front yard is just not that big. It should be like a three-minute quick stream, quick sweep, and all done. Apparently not today. Um, so yeah, so I'll like pull up three or four hotels in the area that I want, get them in tabs on the on the computer, and then, I don't know, not throw a dart, but as long as they're all in the same same vein, like definitely read some reviews. Um, and then pull the trigger. And then just nothing, like they have, I think, ratings out of 10 on hotels.com and you never really like 7.5 is probably the lowest you want to go in my in my experience um i'm also thinking about now check this out i'm also thinking about how far i have to walk with my stuff because literally the arlander express comes from the airport in stockholm into the central station and there are like 10 hotels within a block so that like literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, forty, fifty. There are like fifteen hotels within a block, and some good ones as well that aren't expensive. And that's a huge consideration. Like I'm, you know, if you can picture two of those SKB base safes, that's two hands right there. I don't really know how I'm going to be that successful in carrying two of them, to be honest. Uh, so this is going to be. I might have to maybe lash them together. Yeah, I gotta figure this out. Yeah, another thing I gotta figure out before I drop coal off and then get to the airport. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have the rolling duffel, two of those, and my little backpack. Backpack's fine, but I might have to lash those two flight cases together so I can roll with them. And looking at these on the map view is huge, especially if you know the place a little bit, you know, kind of roughly where you wanna be. Um, you know, if I was being a tourist, I'd go over to Gamlestan or something and, you know, hang in some bougie old boutique hotel but it is too far to walk um yeah so that's that's one thing that's happening more uh more supplements here um and then just having checklists i have a 
pretty solid checklist when I'm leaving. I pull it up in notes so it kind of syncs to my phone, to my laptop, to my desktop. So where, no matter where I am, I can be checking things off the list. And just kind of, I've kind of visualized the whole trip, especially if it's a short one like this. I'm just going for a week. I'm only going to four or five cities. It's a super simple trip. Um, and a couple of those days are going to be with Chelsea, like in, in, in vacation mode. So um, I know I'll be stationary for those. So I don't have too much to think about, but I definitely visualize, you know, the, the time of year, like how cold is it going to be? I run some, you know, short-term weather checks in these places. I'm going to Scandinavia. It's November. It's a no-brainer. It's going to be cold on some level just how bad is it going to be how bulky do i need to pack how many sweaters jackets coats all that kind of stuff but it all adds up it all adds to the weight it all adds to the hassle you know getting on a plane with a huge coat is a big pain in the ass so i try and find something that's as light as possible but as warm as possible i just got a jacket by columbia which was really really good I just got that in europe which was killing and well no europe well no where did i get that i got it in new york i think yeah, I got it in New York. No, I got it in Canada. Wow. Holy shit. I, I knew it was somewhere. <laughs> but it's fairly light and it, it rolls up pretty small. And so far, Canada and New York, they were they were cold. It was only a couple of weeks ago. And um, yeah, so far so good. So I try and avoid the bulk as much as possible. Try and use, you know. Oh, and check the... I, that's one thing, huge thing, jet lag. That's why I was saying go, go, go check out the Jeff Rothschild interview on the on the podcast. Is that he talks about jet lag, and if you're traveling at all, if you're a musician, you're changing time zones, you're on tour, jet lag is huge, right? So he has so many great keys to overcoming jet lag, from blue blocker glasses and compression socks, melatonin and green tea extract on the plane to when you eat breakfast, to how to reset your metabolism. You know, if you have the time and you, 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 you can change your schedule, you start moving your meals and moving your exercise before you leave, uh, it, you know, up, moving them up or moving them back, depending on which direction you're going in, which, which time zones you're going to be crossing. Are you going east? Are you going west? So many great things. He talks about that in the podcast. That is something I'm pretty religious about now because I, I just hate jet lag. Um, the AI reload thing I, I told you about earlier on that I take every morning, that, that plays a big part in it because that will help keep me up, especially when I'm going from Los Angeles, from the West Coast to Europe anywhere. That's that first day when you arrive. My flight is at 5.30 p.m. here and I get in at noon. So, you know, I, I am flying business, so I will I will sleep a bit for sure. I can sleep on planes, uh, but when I get there, I'm going to be pretty exhausted. And the the you really kind of it's easy to fall into that trap of taking a nap in the afternoon or early evening of that first day you get there, and then suddenly you wake up at like 7 p.m. and you don't go to sleep until four, and that's it. You're totally screwed. You're on that jet lag. You're back on the schedule in LA, and it sucks. So. You don't want to be going to bed at five o'clock in the morning and your day's being completely shot. So it's really important to stay up that first day and to eat meals at the right time and, and tell your body that it's, uh, hey, nothing's wrong here. We are on, you know, London time or Stockholm time, depending on, you know, where you're going to be. I'm really trying to stick to that. The reload helps. I take that first thing in the morning and that helps kind of pick me up and, and keep me focused through the day, keep me awake no napping and for the most part I haven't had any jet lag in, in years since I started working on this with Jeff maybe three or four years ago 
and he he drew me up with this amazing plan, like a spreadsheet with all the things I needed to do at what time and kind of really dialed me in like the first couple of times. I just handed him my schedule on my flights and everything and, and he, he took my itinerary and turned it into a jet lag um, alleviator program. And uh, yeah, um, since then I've, I kind of have it dialed in, but it's definitely worth worth checking out that interview because he talks about that a lot and um and that's something i'm really conscious of and and, and you know getting on the plane 5 30 taking off charlotte stop destroying the couch by a scratching post and all these other things nope the couch ay, ay, ay. um yeah, what was I saying? Jet lag. Yeah, so getting on the plane 5.30, I, I, what I want to try and do is sleep at the right time. Um, just like basically having it be like I had kind of a shitty night's sleep. That's it. So when, so when, I'm, when I get to, I'm trying to wake up a few hours before the flight lands. Um, so trying to get to sleep as soon as possible once I get on the plane. Have the dinner and have the meal and then, and then get to sleep. So when I wake up, maybe 9 a.m. local time, three hours before we land, I'll have maybe got six hours sleep. And then it's just, yeah, had kind of a crappy night's sleep. And, you know, we all have a crappy night's sleep once in a while. That that's, seems to be a lot easier to deal with um, when I think about it that way. And then stay up the whole day, make sure I stay up until 9 or 10, really push myself until I just can't keep my eyes open. And then, boom, no jet lag. Hey, it works for me. Give it a try if you're moving around, if you're traveling. Okay, I still got one, two, three, four, five, six more tablets to take. Ah, let's knock these out quick. Oh, it's not very pleasant, I tell you. But they do do me the world of good. Okay. So yeah, last like I said, I'm <laughs> still booking hotels even though I'm leaving in a few hours. No problem doing it at the last minute because there are just so many deals to be had. At least there are right now. And uh, yeah, the little things. Like I said, it's the little things when you stick with the airline and you do all your miles with the with with, with the same with the same carrier. It's it's not just those global upgrades or the regional upgrade coupons you get throughout the year. Uh, you get complimentary upgrades on domestic flights. Um, you get priority when you're applying for upgrades. On other flights, you get priority fares on, on full fare business class flights. There is a dollar spend for the year. If you want to hit the top status, you have to do 10,000 miles flying and you have to spend a minimum of $12,000 and that next year I heard is going up to $15,000 which most people are like oh my god that's so much money but if you travel like you you don't have to spend all of that because if you travel and you're a musician other people are buying your flights at some point and that all counts towards your buy your spend for the year so it's not as daunting as it sounds and the more they raise the dollar amount, the premier qualifying dollar amount, actually the more availability there should be for upgrades and for, for all of those benefits. So I'm not actually so mad about that. Um, but yeah, that's the game. I don't doubt it's any different with Delta or uh, who American or whoever. I'm sure they're all the same. Lufthansa, etc., etc. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's my day. That is that is what's happening. I, I would not normally have chosen to listen to one of my own bootlegs while I ate breakfast, but as soon as I own that music and this podcast is going on YouTube now, I'm publishing all of them to YouTube just because I know people are out there and they use YouTube to listen. So uh, so why not? It's free. It it's instant. Um, I think they're going to Spotify as well, so maybe you're out there listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, maybe even at the Podbean website or, or on the app. Um, I do believe Podbean has an app where you can listen along. Yeah, it's been really fun. This is number five, and uh, it's fun to it's fun to connect, fun to be able to put content out there. No playing today. I don't know if I'm going to get any practice in today. I haven't even picked up my bass because I'm literally, you know, sitting here booking hotels while I talk to you and um, and flights as well. Still figuring out what I'm going to do on the 13th. There were not too many suggestions came in via Instagram, but let's stick with that. Instagram is the place. That is the place. At Yannick Wistala on Instagram. Follow me if you don't. And if you're trying to give me a suggestion or some feedback or something, make sure you put at Yannick Guzdala in a comment. Uh, do not DM me. Do not email me. It's, uh, yeah. Email me if it's a gig, if it's serious, if it's a serious business proposition, but otherwise I did the email gets like totally crushed as do direct messages on all platforms. It's, it's just a little bit crazy. Um, a lot of people who don't know what the baby elephant is and are still sending me direct messages about it so until those people calm <laughs> down the questions or learn how to use google uh dm will be kind of off limits for me um but yeah to give me some feedback if, if you have questions especially if you're listening on youtube i'll see those comments if you have questions leave the leave the uh leave them below below the uh, below the video here on YouTube if you if you're listening on YouTube about touring about traveling about the flight case thing don't forget I highly recommend carrying uh, <laughs> I highly recommend not carrying your instrument on the plane check that bad boy if it's a bass or a guitar get the right flight case don't check it in some dumb you know guitar center gig bag or something get the right flight case but check it you will thank yourself and your back will thank you immediately for not having to haul that crap around the airport all around the world. Um, all right, I got to hang it up. It's already 10.23. I've got literally 90 minutes before I got to be out of here. Uh, so I'll see you guys. This is uh, Hello Coffee Drinkers number five. And I will see you guys probably from the road on episode six. <laughs>